I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female, where every week I speak with women changemakers who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and behind it, a reality that affects women first and foremost, directly and indirectly. That's why I'm proud to share I've partnered with Rethink Breast Cancer for a special series on the Brennis Female podcast today and in coming weeks. Rethink Breast Cancer aims to empower, educate, and support all young people impacted by breast cancer. I'm honored to take this opportunity to join them and discuss and rethink the narrative around breast cancer in today's world. As part of this series, you'll meet women who are making a difference as leading changemakers in the community. Everyone on the Rethink Breast Cancer team is focused on offering relevant and accessible spaces for the new generation of young people affected by breast cancer. And I'm happy we can share their knowledge on this platform. Visit RethinkBreastCancer.com this Breast Cancer Awareness Month and beyond. In this special episode, you will hear my conversation with MJ Dakoto, founder of Rethink Breast Cancer, and Michelle O'Dwayne, an educator who was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer in 2017 and who has joined forces with Rethink, among other things, to create Uncovered, a breast recognition project which shares the stories and images of Black women while shining a light on how women of color often see their needs overlooked and underrepresented in the cancer care community. Here is our conversation. MJ and Michelle, it's such a pleasure having you both on The Brand is Female. Uh, I'm so grateful we get to have a second conversation this week. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be back here. Hi, Ava. It's nice to be back with you again today. Great. So we are officially in the month of October now, uh, which is officially the month for breast cancer. And we've had conversations. I've spoken with you, MJ. I've spoken with you, Michelle. And I think, you know, the work that you're doing at what we think is so important and really helps reframe, um, you know, the, the, the experience of breast cancer for women. And you bring uh, such a wealth of partnerships and, you know, tools to the table. So I'm glad we get to speak again. And I want to start by asking you, and maybe that's a question for you, MJ, Rethink has kind of really evolved over the years, right, since your foundation. And mm -hmm. do you want to talk to me a little bit about what that evolution has looked like? And in there, I think we can't ignore the reality of the past you know, 22 months or so. I can't believe we're, we're it's gonna, it'll be two years of the pandemic start in, in a few months, basically. But yeah. um, I'm sure that has, and we've, we've talked about that in our own conversation a little bit. It's, it's kind of helped further shift your, you know, your positioning and um, the impact you're looking to have in the community. So I'd love to hear what that shift has looked like and that evolution has looked like from your point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been 20 years of shifting and evolving to stay relevant to the community and to stay relevant to the community's needs, to stay relevant to the way young women, you know, operate in our world and, and just to, you know, respond or try to get ahead of changes. So even pre-pandemic, you know, we were seeing, you know, uh, the struggle of millennials, you know, they're the first generation to earn less than their parents. Um, we mm. saw, you know, Me Too and women's rights, you know, being more amplified. So that gender equity, diversity, gender inclusion was 
really taking off. And then I, I think remember the, the world was kind of on fire right before the pandemic. We had, you know, mm-hmm. um, Fridays for Future, the climate strike. So we were already starting to really think, you know, even though we're a breast cancer organization, to be relevant to the conversations that are out there in the community, we knew, you know, we we take that all in and, and we respond to that. And so then suddenly we have the pandemic. And during that global pandemic, you know, Black Lives Matter had an amplification, an important amplification moment due to the murder of George Floyd. We saw Indigenous reconciliation, which, you know, the, and, and started a few years ago, but really was, you know, being heightened. Um, you know, of course, the economic downturn for some during the pandemic, while others were <laughs> making a lot of money during the pandemic. So a lot of things going on, a mental health crisis, people feeling isolated. And here we are, this breast cancer organization, uh, trying to figure out what are the needs of our community? How can we respond, not mm-hmm. just during the pandemic and increasing, you know, support and digital support and making sure our community has the information they need, but almost feeling like we're on this m- transformative moment as a society, as an organization, and that, you know, one of the most tragic outcomes would be if we didn't, you know, respond in a really bold way, if we didn't kind of like rethink, rethink, um, mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if I can use that kind of uh, pun. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's what we did. We are, you know, thinking about all the intersectionality of all of these um, different perspectives and how it relates to breast cancer and how, you know, in um, in a society, you know, that's been impacted by covid you know, the economy influenced by COVID and, you know, community conversations that are focused on anti-racism, focused on social equality. Um, how can Rethink bring that health equity perspective more forward? So I know you and I talked about that intentional shift Rethink's been making from being kind of that marketing savvy, you know, known for uh, branding the cause for young people to really driving impact and making change to improve outcomes. So evolving from hip, cool, boutique breast cancer charity to, you know, using that influence we've built to open doors for others how we can do that in an authentic way is through collaborations and collaborating with, you know, community organizations. We started to realize, wow, one of the the strengths that Rethink has is listening, is creating, you know, connecting with people, listening to the community. And then as they get that support from us, you know, listening to gaps in care needs they may have. And there's been that rapport and that trust belt where they can then um, approach Rethink with an idea. And that is exactly what Michelle did. And I know you already talked about Uncovered. Um, so we started to see that model of like, okay, here's an opportunity where we can collaborate directly um, and try to make broader system change and try to help others. And so that's that's kind of what we've um, been doing. And we see an opportunity to do a lot more of that moving forward. Mm. And from a practical standpoint, and this may be relevant for anyone listening, you know, who is looking to build community around a specific cause and really looking to have, you know, impact that will truly be kind of, you know, felt and seen and noticed. Um, how, how do you connect with the community? And, you know, did the Uncovered Project may be a, a very good example of, you know, how this collaboration took place, mm-hmm. but how do you ensure you're building those bridges with your community? I think we're in a constant state of discovery. So um, our model is, you know, you start by bringing people together and trying to um, build our network and and then 
listening. Like really so much of it is through that connection. We're trying to foster a space that's here for people to connect, for us to connect, listen. And then the next step is to try to empower and, and rethink breast cancer together. So, um, you know, Michelle, we collaborated with you um, on a metastatic campaign that we were doing. So that was really kind of our first collaboration. And then, um, well, I'll let Michelle, I, I know she's talked to you about Uncovered, but maybe she can speak to this idea of um, authenticity through collaboration. Mm, that'd be great. Absolutely. And I, and I, you know, I think um, what MJ is saying absolutely rings true. It is about collaboration. And I feel like our worlds collided at precisely the right time. Um, as we were saying, you know, the world was waking up and seeing so many of the injustices, um, you know, against our Indigenous people, uh, Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, all of this was coming to the forefront. And then we throw on top of that the pandemic. Um, and then me struggling with my multiple identities. You know, I'm a young mom. I'm a young mom with breast cancer. I'm a young Black mom with breast cancer. I'm a young Black mom with metastatic breast cancer and trying to see myself in the community. And that's something that I was not finding. I didn't see it in the hospitals. I didn't see it in the brochures. I didn't see it online. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really hard to process um, your diagnosis and to go through treatment when you don't have support of a community. Mm -hmm. And and that's how um, a lot of our conversations with Rethink began. It was MJ listening to my perspective and where I was coming from and seeing the need that we need to support women in this community. And young black moms um, are not represented in the metastatic breast cancer community. A lot of people think of metastatic breast cancer as the old woman's stage of cancer, but young women get mm, it too. Right. Um, and then you throw race in it as well. And it's, it's like, you're the rarity of the rare, you know, like it's, it's, it's just not seen and talked about. And so it becomes an isolating experience. And I thought I can't be the only one um, going through this. And so in collaboration with MJ and Rethink, we, we realized that this was an opportunity to connect with other women and to, to change the discussion, the narrative and to create safe spaces for women to find themselves in, in community. We did that, you know, with metastatic breast cancer campaigns and as well as our collaborative partnership uh, with Uncovered. And that's such fantastic work. And, uh, you know, there, we, we're witnessing the impact that this is having for the community. Um, you know, I think when we talk about... You know, there, there's been a lot of conversations around intersectionality um, lately. And given that, you know, I think with COVID, there's been really a spotlight shown on health inequities um, in, in, in our modern day society. And we know that Canada is no exception. This is not just something that's going on in, in the U.S. It's a reality here as well. So you've brought up the example of Uncovered. We've talked about this a little bit in our conversation together, Michelle. What are other ways that you are looking at Rethink to make sure that you are, you know, addressing uh, uh, inequities that, that you are addressing or trying to be intersectional and bring in kind of those, that diversity of perspectives and experiences and then 
you know, kind of kind of pivot and that word's been overused, unfortunately, in the past little while, but uh, or I'll, I can say shift. And I like how you were saying it's about rethinking, rethink, uh, MJ. So how do you make sure that shift is truly taking place? Um, are there other examples within the organization of, of things or initiatives that you would have put into place or things that you're looking to do in the next little while? Uh, yeah, thank you. So many things. And it's it's funny to use the word pivot, to use the word shift. <laughs> On the one hand, I'm I'm very aware of like we want to build um, you know, a new breed of breast cancer charity again, just like we did 20 years ago, and one that's really thinking from this more um intersectional system change lens. The funny thing is the irony because I'm a, I love that idea of I'm a change maker. I want to be a change maker. I want Rethink to be a change making organization. Um, system change is slower than I like to work, um, but that slowness is so important. And I think that's where you kind of, I'm seeing a little bit of a bump up against, you know, kind of the more traditional corporate ways of being in the world and where there's sometimes a disconnect because building bridges with an organization, you don't, or sorry, with community organizations, you don't just approach, you know, indigenous people and say, hi, we're Rethink Breast Cancer. We're here to help you with our priorities. Of course. No, mm -hmm. you, need, you need to really build that trust over time and approach um, opportunities very thoughtfully. And that often means... A little bit slowly, like on the one hand, what I loved about, you know, when we worked with Michelle last year, when she came to us with her idea, we were able to say, let's do it. Let's, let's just get started on something. Let's, let's shoot, let's shoot these women and tell their stories and, and create a resource. The trust had already been there. Like we had been working with Michelle. Um, she'd been part of our community. And um, as I said, you know, We'd had lots of back and forth about metastatic breast cancer and metastatic breast cancer issues. Uh, she and I had, you know, a nice kind of email relationship. And there was, and, and Michelle knew other people on our team. It's it's that kind of uh, personal connection that I think is important so that it can't be transactional. Like it's it's got to be um, really taking that time to understand, you know, where are the opportunities uh, you have to do a lot of stakeholder consultation mm -hmm. and really find out, okay, we're listening to our community. We're hearing these needs. Now we've got to go and do research and find out, you know, how much of this is happening and where and when and why and what are we hearing from, you know, the healthcare professionals and what are the opportunities to make some change? And from there, you can strategize and move things forward. So um, learning that, you know, as much as we want to, improve things and help others. It takes time to do it properly. Um, but that also doesn't mean the pace, <laughs> you know, I get so frustrated by bureaucracy. Believe me that, you know, <laughs> rethinks history was like, we're too much bureaucracy in, in healthcare. Um, right. So it's finding that, that balance, but, you know, we're working with, we've got, you know, incredible woman on our team, Jasmine, who works really closely with Michelle, um, exploring some of our, you know, desires to do um, more in, in terms of health equity and diversity and inclusion and system change. And I don't know, Michelle, maybe you can speak to, you know, you've been the one having a lot of those conversations with Jasmine and um, just how how to navigate, you know, how do we move this forward? And there's just so much opportunity for change when it comes to 
creating an organization that wants to help make the world a more equitable equitable place, especially even even just focused on health equity, there's still so many directions and so many um, issues we can address. Yeah, it's it's been great working. Um, so talking about change and and that you know things aren't instant. Um, one of the things over the past year since Uncovered was launched, uh, just in consultation with MJ at Rethink, you know, we, we agreed that there was a need to do more and to continue this conversation. It wasn't like we put out this resource and it was well received. It's like th there's still work and trust um, that, that those relationships need to be built in the community. And so we, we put together um, an equity, diversity, and inclusion working group. And so there's three of us uh, on this team currently, and, and we were working together with the women who were part of Uncovered this year, but also looking at why, why don't people, you know, asking ourselves, why don't people know about the resource? You know, it was, it was launched last year, mm -hmm. it was out there, and saying that, you know, we need to target the community, the Black community, the Indigenous community, the South Asian and Asian communities, you know, the, the immigrant communities, those who would benefit most from this resource. And those are the ones that are often underrepresented. Um, and, and so looking thoughtfully, how can we build connections and relationships so that, you know, they, they understand their, their breast health and, and their health in general? Uh, so that, that's been a really important step forward for us. But again, it's, it's not a one and done kind of situation. It's about listening, getting feedback and going into the communities and, and, and making them feel seen and heard. It's very hard to, to want to jump into something when you've never seen yourself in that space before. So it's hard to take up space. And a lot of the women who participated in Uncovered will say that. I never saw another woman who looked like me in, mm -hmm. in the hospital waiting room. I never saw a picture of a woman who looked like me. So it's very hard to come forward and share your story mm -hmm. and build community when there is nothing there. So we're working with nothing and building from the ground up. Mm, and that's, it's a tough thing to do, but, you know, it's ensuring that you have true impact. Um, I want to ask you, and uh, maybe we'll start with MJ, uh, what are, who are the women you look up to and maybe it's organizations led by women as well? Where do you find inspiration and role model when you're thinking of what you're trying and, and what you are accomplishing with Rethink on an ongoing basis? Well, it's been interesting. Um, I should have my phone handy and, and look at the social justice accounts that I follow <laughs> on Instagram. There's many and it's um, some really incredible ones. Um, but in terms of like, healthcare system change. You know, Dr. Lisa Richardson at Women's College Hospital um, has just been an outstanding um, example for us. I follow her on Twitter. We had the opportunity to have a few meetings with her. Um, Dr. Aisha Lofter is also at Women's College Hospital. Uh, I have to give Women's College Hospital in Toronto a shout out. And they do have a program that is, is national and some of the the work they're trying to do is national in scope. So I feel like they're really leading the way in terms of thinking about uh, system change and, and making, you know, the breadth, like we're, we're developing a partnership with, with them in some ways, you know, there's the beginning of um, some collaboration helping and happening and an opportunity to do more um, in terms of making the breast cancer space a little bit more <laughs> inclusive and, and, 
equitable for everybody. So those are just two of the women, but my goodness, there's, there's so many great things happening out there and many other people that I want to collaborate with. Um, Mm -hmm. We're trying to position ourselves as being an organization that's really open to collaboration. And I think that's also part of the shift I want to have at Rethink and, and um, go from being best in class, you know, bold boutique breast cancer charity to one that's really collaborating with others. And Mm. um, that's just part of, I think, maturity and shifting as an organization. um, Of course. That I'm pretty proud of. Now in their 20th year, Rethink Breast Cancer continues to re-examine and challenge the reality of breast cancer in our world through the lenses of equity, social and environmental justice, as well as gender diversity. I want to thank them for their support of today's episode, and I invite you to discover their latest publication called Uncovered, a breast recognition project created in collaboration with Rethinker and changemaker Michelle O'Dwayne. As a Black woman living with breast cancer, Michelle saw a significant underrepresentation of Black women and women of color in a breast cancer community, and she felt the need to address it. Through the sharing of Black women's stories and humanizing images, Uncovered aims to educate all people, including healthcare providers, on the unique needs of Black, Indigenous, and people of color living with breast cancer, as well as on how they may be better supported throughout their experience. Visit RethinkBreastCancer.com and get your copy today. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners who can provide education, financing, mentorship, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Michelle, who are women who inspire you and maybe thinking, you know, with a, a, perhaps a, an education lens or even intersectionality, generally speaking, who are role models to you? Um, my father was a, a role model. He, he was a, a teacher as well, um, an immigrant, made a beautiful life for himself here in mm-hmm. Canada, um, who put his family first. And it's... It's, it's with that that um, I carry in my heart as I move forward to, to put my, my family first. And, and the need to tell my story is, is also about supporting my family. Um, so so that, that's, that's, that's a huge um, influence in terms of me, you know, shaping my, my narrative and my story. Um, and just being inspired by you know, my, my community of educator friends, um, you know, my, my best friend who has, you know, just finished her PhD and has just, you know, continued, you know, to, to move forward and, and find her goals in life. Um, and I'm just inspired by women who, you know, have goals for themselves and it's not a straight and narrow path. It's not easy. And they just, you know, continue to persevere. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all the women in Uncovered are, I think, are are role models, right? They all, uh, they they have that strength and uh, they they inspire us. And I like how you bring up uh, women who have goals, right? And those goals can be small, they can be lofty. And that's where we draw strength. Um, MJ, you brought up uh, Women's College Hospital, and I was going to ask you about um, kind of that ongoing relationship with the healthcare sector. And given that, um, you know, we know we know there are larger issues that need to be addressed. No system is perfect. Um, but certainly I think we've come a long way and that's come up in conversation with both of you, um, you know, how healthcare providers, you know, where uh, kind of considering women going through breast cancer treatment and the shift that's been happening over the past 20 years. Um, so I'm curious to know, you know, what what kind of support, and you obviously mentioned women's college, but what kind of support are you seeing now from uh, from healthcare organizations and what would you like to see more of in the future? And perhaps that's part of your strategy moving forward as well. Um, yeah, Rethink really sees, you know, uh, we play an interesting role at Rethink Breast Cancer. We have the close connection to the community, um, to the women in our community who, you know, are looking to us for support, sharing their experience. That's who we listen to for gaps in care. And then we also have relationships with a lot of medical oncologists and oncology nurses. And so we are kind of that opportunity to try to build some of the bridges, um, you know, because I think the way our healthcare system works now is oncologists, I, I know many of them, they're really quite overloaded in terms of um, the complexity of the new breast cancer treatments and mm, everything that um, has to be considered and shared and understood by those that are in front of them, uh, you know, so we definitely see an opportunity to try to have some conversations outside of that one-on-one dynamic between, you know, patient who's being treated and their oncologist. So Rethink's working to, you know, we've been able to get, um, get representation on conferences and, you know, putting that kind of bringing that patient voice and the patient values to places where oncologists are, where they can hear more broadly. Because sometimes, you know, the one-on-one dynamic is important. Sometimes it takes that that opportunity to kind of hear things from a little bit less of a personal exchange to kind of see and hear and, and understand. Mm. Um, so that's something that that's really important to us is to bring, you know, people from our community forward onto panels at conferences. We just had three women open the Canadian Breast Cancer Symposium earlier this year. Wow. Three women from our community got to speak in front of 300, you know, medical oncologists. It was on Zoom. Um, mm. But to each share their story and their perspective to open a conference that was going to be really focused on the numbers and the data and clinical trial results and mm. conversations around the complexity of treatment. Right. So we're trying to humanize um, those conversations and kind of um, make some change that way and educate um, the healthcare system that way. Mm, and I like how you bring that up because I think that's been uh, a way that your organization has made a difference, right? It's uh, in, in in my conversation with Michelle, we were talking about the, the you know, there's there's obviously the medical aspect of treating the physical, but there's everything around it that has to do with emotional, psychological, and you bring that to the conversation. Um, 
I want to shift to talking a little bit about metastatic breast cancer specifically. Uh, Michelle, you are someone uh, living with metastatic breast cancer yourself. Um, and I know that this is something Rethink has been paying attention to. As you brought up, it used to be uh, known for, you know, affecting older women. And now uh, we see that it's affecting young women as well. And you've worked on several initiatives to really uh, bring more resources, make more resources available. So I'd love to hear about what's being worked on and how, you know, is this becoming an area of focus for Rethink moving forward? I am so happy to talk about metastatic breast cancer. It's the reason I started Rethink is my mom died of metastatic breast cancer. And when I think of what I what I was saying about, um, you know, shifting from being marketing savvy or putting out, you know, um, bold statements about the cause. One of the things that I think has happened in the breast cancer space, and there's a lot of people talking about pinkwashing, and we live in this 24-hour media news cycle, and people have short attention spans. Um, breast cancer is such a complex disease from both the perspective of how to treat it. Uh, there's not just one type of breast cancer. There's not just going to be a cure. There are you know, many, many different forms of breast cancer. People bring their own biology to each, uh, each breast cancer experience. Uh, we need we have seen the development of really important targeted therapies that target very specific forms of breast cancer. And we've also um, unfortunately seen an oversimplification out there of people thinking, oh, just you know, get your mammograms and, and breast cancer is taken care of. Or there's mm -hmm. an assumption that, well, there is a lot of support for breast cancer, or there's been all this money for research. So isn't that kind of you know, taken care of? And what we've right. really done, you know, from the moment we started creating a community for young women with breast cancer, we did start to work very closely with young metastatic breast cancer patients because young women have the type of breast cancer typically that is more, more aggressive. So a lot of our community, um, as we're building this community, we started to experience a lot of loss in the community and something had to be done. It, it actually was... Our first, I think, real moment of, okay, we've got young women on the breast cancer agenda. We've got raised a lot of awareness that young women get breast cancer too. We're supporting their needs, but there's this glaring gap in like the next big gap that we need to address is no one's talking about metastatic breast cancer. And so we, you know, created, did research. We brought a panel of young metastatic breast cancer patients together. We we listened to them and asked, you know, how can we help? What are your needs? We made a documentary. We created a whole set of digital tools. Um, but there's also been a need for system change in our healthcare system. And so we, you know, did a lot of research on, on what could be done to improve access to treatments. And, you know, it's a tricky balance between wanting to create urgency for our metastatic community and make sure people are understanding that there are issues like access to treatment issues here mm -hmm. in Canada. Right. And at the same time, not overly scaring the average young woman who is actually at a very low risk for getting breast cancer to begin with. So it's always been our tricky balance that we have to do is create urgency, but at the same time, um, you know, make sure young women aren't, you know, going around terrified that they're going to develop breast cancer and metastatic breast cancer. Right. So it's something that, you know, that was our first realization that 
it, it has to be more complex conversations. That's why we do panel discussions. That's why we tell stories on our Instagram. That's why we, um, you know, create content that's helping to unpack from different perspectives. Um, some of the more nuanced things that happen within the breast cancer space. And then, you know, sometimes there's an opportunity where it can all come together and it can be a, a powerful, bold, uh, sound bitey clip like Make NBC Count or NBC Time. You know, those are just some of the names of some of the campaigns we've had. Uh, but behind that is a lot of complexity, a lot of challenges, a lot of needs that we're trying to address and um, a lot of listening. That's what it's all about. Mm. Michelle, anything you want to add? And given that you're experiencing, obviously, firsthand what navigating through that world is like, curious to know how you see Rethink's positioning on that matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about uh, metastatic breast cancer. And it, it's not because it's a happy subject. It's just because it's an opportunity to educate people in general about metastatic breast cancer and um you know, one of the things that a lot of people really don't know is that there is no cure for metastatic breast cancer. It's the breast cancer that has left your breast and taken hold in another part of your body, your bones, your brain, your organs, your lungs. Mm -hmm. And it's treatable, but there is no cure. So, you know, we talk about needing to find a cure for breast cancer. Well, we need a cure for the METs. Um, and as MJ pointed out, there's so many different kinds of breast cancer. So it becomes a very complicated issue. But one of the, the key points for me in going through my, my diagnosis and being di uh, living with metastatic breast cancer is the quality of life. Mm. And that's a, that's a big thing for young women living with metastatic breast cancer. So you know you're going to be on treatment for life. And when one treatment stops working, it goes into the next treatment, which is typically comes with more side effects and it's more invasive. So the, the treatments get heavier and heavier right. uh, as we go along. And so we all know that. And it's, it's about having a good quality of life. So we need investments, funding, research into treatments that provide us with uh, longevity and with a great quality of life. Um, mm. And so that's that's why I, I find it really important to talk about metastatic breast cancer. People will look at me on the street and they will say, oh, my gosh, you look so good. You're done with treatment. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that people, their first reaction is, I look good. Right. Um, that's a sign that some of the investments in research have been working, that I could be on a treatment, that at this point in time, I'm not losing my hair, that I can have a good meal with my family, and then I have some energy to play with my kids. But I know when this treatment doesn't work, the next one is going to be harder to tolerate. So I, I'm always keen to educate people that the face of metastatic breast cancer continually changes depending on the treatment that you're on. Mm. But we, we do need to have more investments to make sure that young women have a quality of life. Right. And I can just chime in um, to build on what Michelle said about quality of life and um, the need for education. One of the things we are working on is trying to help empower those with metastatic breast cancer, especially to participate in their treatment planning and feel empowered to 
bring their own voice and values to conversations as, you know, they face maybe there's been a progression and have to make a decision around, you know, the next treatment and and what that means and how that might affect quality of life and quantity of life. And so um, it's so important that someone who's going through it themselves feels somewhat at a level playing field with their oncology team. Mm -hmm. And it can be anything from just understanding some of the basic terminology um, about metastatic breast cancer. You know, what what does disease stability mean? Um, To some of the more technical things like, oh, well, this treatment has been shown to give uh, progression-free survival or overall survival. What does that mean exactly? What's mm-hmm. pathological complete response? Right. So what Rethink's <laughs> doing is collaborating with the community to try to bridge just that um, that health literacy gap mm-hmm. uh, that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think the more supported you feel and the more you feel a part of a community, the more you're going to uh, feel comfortable bringing your own values to your own conversation with your healthcare team. So part of it is is simply helping those with metastatic breast cancer feel seen, heard, understood, because I think it increases their confidence to then, you know, bring what they're thinking truly forward. Because we do hear from some in the community, like, you want to be the good patient. You maybe don't want to talk about this treatment might not be working because you want to stay on it. Uh, So it's very um, challenging. And we're here to try to help our community with those challenges. Right, right. Um, Michelle, you brought up, you know, misconceptions or maybe just lack of knowledge around MBC and I think around breast cancer in general. Um, this leads me to want to ask you, um, and maybe starting with MJ, what's one thing you wish people would know about breast cancer? What's one thing that you feel is a fact that has not been talked about enough? Uh, The one thing I would want to share is that, you know, breast cancer is not just one disease. Sorry, that's, I'm trying to think. There's just so many things to say. I I was like, that's a great (laughs) statement on its own. (laughs) There might be a (laughs) follow-up. Yes. Michelle, what would you add? Yeah, Michelle, what what do you wish uh, people would know about breast cancer? Uh, you know, my work in Uncovered, um, I'm always motivated and inspired by it. And that, you know, that there's so many faces of breast cancer. Um, and, and so I think we just need to continue to hear those stories and, and, and see that breast cancer is not a heterogeneous a homogeneous um, disease mm. that it affects women, you know, across race and across age groups. Right, right, of course. I think I think there's a lot of, uh, I see similarities between some of the learnings from, you know, navigating COVID as a society. You know, you would see things like, we're all in this together. And then, you know, someone would clarify, well, we're not all in the same boat. <laughs> mm. And so that's, that's, the same thing we're seeing in, you know, breast cancer treatment, you know, everyone's got their own unique experience. Um, There are systemic barriers that are affecting people's experience. Um, Breast cancer in and of itself at the very biological level is very complex. It's not one thing. Mm -hmm. So you mix all those unique experiences together and our 
you know, our great work that we have ahead of us is how to figure out, you know, there's not a one size fits all solution there. We need many, many solutions and, you know, resources are definitely stretched in our healthcare system more than ever. Mm -hmm. Um, How can we create, you know, smart solutions that are going to really drive impact, especially from a health equity perspective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's our, that's our focus. <laughs> well, MG and Michelle, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, Michelle, obviously wishing you ongoing, you know, sending positive vibes for the, the continuation of your treatment. And to the two of you, thank you for what you're doing for uh, women everywhere and anybody who is affected uh, by breast cancer in, in their lives, whether it's somebody going through cancer or somebody who has a close one going through cancer. And we'll keep up with all the things that Rethink is up to. Uh, we'll link up to your social media and your website. And uh, of course, wishing you a great October. Um, there's so many conversations happening around this issue right now, and uh, it's more important than ever, I believe. And thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Ava. Thanks to our partners at Rethink Breast Cancer for their support of this episode of The Brand is Female. Tune in next week for another episode as part of this series. Rethink Breast Cancer is celebrating 20 years of fostering safe and inclusive spaces, always with a mission to empower, connect, educate, and rethink conversation around breast cancer, as well as offer support to those who are impacted. At Rethink, your voice matters the most. Please visit RethinkBreastCancer.com and find out more. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, for the support of The Brand is Female. You got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening. I'll be back in a week with a new guest. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Marketing and digital growth, Kayla Gillis. And partnerships, Natalie Hope.